Yo, it's the most dope show, it's about that time to get live Take a break from your 8 to 5 Them other guys don't have the ability to rip it We kick it, three guys on Representing with the most killer spirit And we coming with the jokes So you better grab a good pen and pad for your notes And forget them other folks Cause we got the best quotes Randolph does more than just jokers He woke and he got the files Tell Andy Klein to turn up the dial I don't know where that boy Tim is now Raising the daughter, he hella proud Andy is straight up and Randolph ain't here for racist When Tim Miller hit, that got funny as shit The sock puppets always be there to assist Too many to name, but they all of this shit I guess I could try Love me some Frankie French Milner and Mike B Be lit, I cannot forget about Petey and Chris J.L. Covan with them Trump impressions Riding Cameron coming from the black guy who tips That's a whole damn nation, so they always near Pop, pop, bang, bang, getting green romaine Three guys on sock puppet nation, gang, gang Yeah Dominic. Puerto Rico, Suave, I know you thought I forgot about you, but I ain't gonna get about you, bro. Yeah, yeah. Puerto Rico, uh, Puerto Rico, Suave. You say the artist and you would, you would sing the artist song, but you wouldn't be cousin. It's the title of the artist song. What is Pretty it? Mike on it. Yeah, he did write that, Jay. Um... Like I, I, yeah, I, I got it. I got a couple out. Like I said, I would, I would sing a Sade song, but I'm. What did I, I can't remember what I said. <laughs> let me, let me look it up. Is that the joke when I got a so and so joke? Yeah, it was a. I got a Michael Jackson joke, but it's bad. I tell it, but yeah, it's bad. Like, yeah. uh, Howard Bryant put up. I have a Miles Davis joke, but so what? So I tagged that and put up. I have a John Coltrane joke, but I would have to take giant steps to tell it. Wasn't that, was that, uh, that was going around like a few months ago too, right? That same like, yeah. okay, I was about to say it sounded and familiar. Somebody put up, I have a Bobby Brown joke, but it's my prerogative not to share it. So I said, I have a Ralph Tresvant joke, but I'm too much of a stone cold gentleman to tell it. I had a porch, I had a, I had a portrait joke, but I didn't want to go again. That's a I had a shot a joke, that. but I'm not a smooth enough operator to tell it. That's a deep cut, the portrait one. I got a Ralph Treasure joke, but everybody's yeah. too sensitive. I went for deep cut with portrait. I did go. I did go for the deep cut. I one. got a Ralph Treasure joke, but it's rated R. <laughs> <laughs> well, Doctor Jason Johnson put up. I had a little Wayne joke, but it caused an uproar. And somebody said uh, I had a I had a, a Michael Jackson joke, but it's bad. <laughs> Yeah, Roger said that one. Did you, Rod, did you do that yeah. one? Yeah. Yeah, you did that one? Oh, no, I saw it. I saw it. You I bet Nicole Brown it. did that one. Yeah. Also, what'd she tag hers off of? I had a BC I, I Boys joke, ruin, but it I was sabotaged. I just want to ruin it by just bringing up all the cancel people and making jokes <laughs> about them. <laughs> I had a Diana, Joss, Diana Ross joke, but it's upside down. I got an R. Kelly joke, but he's a pedophile. Never I had a temptation it. joke, but it was just my imagination. <laughs> I had a CC jump shit, Roderick. I had a CC Peniston joke, but it kept on walking. <laughs> Come on, kept on walking. I, got I had a, a, a SWV joke, but it's weak. <laughs> I got a Chrisette Michelle joke, but it's canceled. <laughs> <laughs> I have a you Michael Jackson joke, but I want to be starting something. I have an Ike Turner joke, but it beat the shit out of me and told me to sit the fuck down somewhere. Right. <laughs> oh, no. 
Right. That's how that's how that's how I want to do it. Just ruin the whole thing. Oh no, right? Because I was like, you're not following the rules, sir. And somebody said, I got a Tevin Campbell joke, but enough of this silliness. Can we talk? <laughs> <laughs> I have a Morris Day joke, but I don't have the time. That's obvious. I mean, most of them are obvious. You can't go deep. I have cut. a Luther Vandross joke, but it's never too much. <clears throat> you can't go deep cuts with these things. <laughs> nah. <laughs> Can't just pick some obscure. Well, you can't. You can say something like, I have a Tom Petty joke, but it's too unusual. <laughs> you know, I got an Oasis joke, but whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a B-side. Whatever. Is, I mean, it's, they made yeah. a video for it. I mean, you guys, you guys know that. <laughs> but uh. <laughs> Chad said I had an R. Kelly joke, but I pissed on it. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Jesus, Chad. <laughs> Jesus. I was trying to think of one for Madonna, but I don't know enough Madonna songs. I have a, I have a Madonna song, but I'm going on holiday. So, <laughs> yeah, at some point you're just naming it. Doesn't even make sense anymore. It's just naming yeah. the title. Yeah, I have a Madonna song, but I'm like a virgin. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, guys. Right, you get it. <laughs> Let's ch- cherish that joke, guys. <laughs> I have a Madonna joke, so cherish it. <laughs> Dick Tracy, did I do one? That's not how that works. I have a Prince joke, but I'm not going to go to Batman. I'm going to do one. I have a Pearl Jam joke, but my boy Jeremy spoke it already. Uh, Greg has a Pearl Jam, a, a deep cut Pearl Jam, but off he goes telling his damn Pearl Jam joke again. It is deep cut. Off, off he goes is a Pearl Jam song, guys. <laughs> deep cut. I have a James Brown joke and it's super bad. <laughs> it's super bad. That's a, that's a deep cut. A lot, a, lot, a lot of deep cuts out there. I had a big, uh, a, uh, what is her name? Let me think of her name. I don't want to fuck the joke up by not getting the artist right. I had a big mama Thornton joke ready to go. But Elvis Presley was a hound dog and stole it. That's start now. You're getting layers. Yeah. There's layers yeah. going on. <laughs> there you go. That's too deep for Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> I got okay, a dub- go that deep. I got a double X posse joke, but I'm not gonna be able to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Too deep. Too deep. I had an X Clan joke, but I kept it to myself because it's Van Glorious. <laughs> I got a Beyonce joke, but I'm too drunk in love to remember. There you go. <laughs> and, am I doing it right? <laughs> okay, that's how I go. I thought so. Uh, I yeah. You got sure, that you know right. You I got punning and my puns don't connect. You got that right. <laughs> <laughs> you got that one right. Came right out. You know, came right out. Yeah, I think I we talked about this before. Of all the, I got uh, a Bee Gees joke, but I'm trying to stay alive. <laughs> All the musicians that are like uh, accused of like, you know, pedophilia and stuff like that. Africa Bambata never gets thrown into that conversation. <laughs> I mean, he had a he, he had like many accusations, didn't he? Didn't that started. A, didn't that start another fight that I was in at some yes, point? Yes, did. On the <laughs> show. Of, Defending Africa Bambata. <laughs> yep. Of all people. <laughs> <laughs> like you, that's that's who we're defending Africa Bambata. Yeah, he had some accusations. Several, several. 
literally everybody was like, yeah, that dude. <laughs> yeah, that, that dude. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah. This is from 2016. This goes way back. Yeah. African Babata allegedly molested young men for decades. Decades. And apparently it was well known. Yeah, I guess so. I, I don't know. I, I, I Also, he wasn't super famous. Kajagugu, that's a deep cut. I have a simply red joke, but I'm too busy holding back these years. Oh, I, but I'm pumped. <laughs> I remember the African Mavada story because there was another wrinkle to it. Was KRS One sort of coming to his defense? Right? It wasn't that yeah. part of it. I yeah, think so. Yeah. It. Yeah. So there was yeah. a, there was a little more going on there. So the sort of is he was trying to hedge it, so just in case the right. shit blew up, he wouldn't get pulled down with him. Right. KRS One. Hey, everybody. Welcome back, freeloaders. Uh, we've been doing this for a minute now. I'm not going to introduce anybody. We just got a full crew here. We got Mike B., Rod Morrow, and Karen Morrow sitting in with us. Um, you guys missed uh, the goodness that was Tuesday or Monday. Excuse me. I'm talking directly to the freeloaders now. I'm not talking to anybody else. The only reason I'm even doing this right here is because you are freeloaders, because we don't do this on Monday. We just say hello to each other. and We get to it. It sort of works out that way. But I apologize. That's a good one. <laughs> I had an innovative joke, but it's been too long for me to tell it. Boom! <laughs> Deeper cut. Boom! Deeper cut. <laughs> been so long. <laughs> Boom! Just making up some shit like this. That was a song on a Japanese-only single from right. 1981. <laughs> you guys don't know about that. It's uh, right. out of print. I have it, of course, but it's out of print. Right, right. You know. Let's see who can I say. I had a Quincy Jones, the Jones joke, but I had to take five. You know that you can use that one for multiple artists because everybody's done take five. I have a new Dr. Dre joke, but I'm never going to put it out. <laughs> <laughs> You can say the same about a Rock Kim joke. Oh, yeah, you can say about a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people. I'm gonna put I'm gonna put that we're gonna put that new album out soon. Are you? Just yeah. just Are wait, you? you'll see. Yeah, we'll, we'll <laughs> you know waiting. you know what album that has I saw someone post about how they botched the rollout was that Silk Sonic album that still yeah, hasn't what come is out? happening with that? Just they fucking just, release yeah. the album. <laughs> they, they they've done a a couple live performances of that one song. Right. Leave the door open. But yeah, the, the album, they announced it like in February or something. They don't have the album ready to go. I don't understand that. It's just coming soon. Even Bootsy Collins was on Twitter at one point. Like, it's coming soon. Bootsy, baby. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> his signature like, tagline because he's part of that. He's part of the project. And if you look up the album, there's actually a track listing and everything, but it's just not there. I got a brownstone joke, but I can't tell you why. <laughs> that one's good. That was a good one. <laughs> that was a good one. Yeah, Silk Sonic, if you look them up on um, on Spotify, it's uh, the album's intro. <laughs> Silk Sonic intro is available. Also, Leave the Door Open and Leave the Door Open Live. Just release the fucking album. They don't have t at least 10 tracks of music ready to go. Uh, they I, had I find at, that hard to believe. At one point, you could see the album on Spotify with all the tracks grayed out except for the the single. But now I don't even think they have that. It's just a single. 
Ooh, I got another one. I got a DMS joke, but I don't know what these bitches want. <laughs> <laughs> Did I do that one right? Is that how that goes? Sure. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, told, I come from left field y'all my I, I am the non-professional comedian that's why i get paid the small dollars <laughs> but that's what these twitter trends are for it's for the it's like a it's like a yeah, joke so but a lot of the work is done for you practicing your joke right it's like a microwave joke <laughs> yeah like, like a lot of the work is done you just got to pop it in and put you know put a little thing on it and Kay, don't worry about it because um, even professional comedians are getting paid the small dollars. So, I mean, <laughs> you're right on the pay scale. Actually. Jason, got good, Jason. Jason got a good one off in the chat room. <laughs> that was good. Got a Rod and Karen joke, but his balls deep. Come on, but his balls deep. I'll drink a chat. I had a Phil Spector joke. It would kill you, though, and that's why you don't tell it. <laughs> <laughs> Chad, I don't think you are. I don't think you're playing in the right spirit there, Chad. Guys, I got a buddy Holly joke, but it won't fly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> completely random question, guys. Um, yeah. Off topic. We can, we can we can circle back, right? Um, am I the only one that's keep, that keeps receiving either Bitcoin friend requests or yes. hey, look at my um, look at my hot page and it's just um, booty yeah. on Facebook? Yes, you're the only one. I get a couple of those. I've gotten, I don't have any Bitcoin friend. What is a Bitcoin friend request? What does that look like? It's just another woman, Photoshop woman with her boobs out. And then you click on the picture and it's like, hey, you want some Bitcoin? Well, uh, your first mistake was just <laughs> clicking on a picture of random, right? random titties. Aren't you that afraid of spam? That was your was first just... mistake. <laughs> Boy, you are an I easy hustle. I guess you're dog and everything, <laughs> including the internet. I don't get it. You so are an easy hustle. So I should just, just change my password is what you're saying. Okay. I'm just going <laughs> to click on this bullshit. And whatever happens, happens. This woman's like, uh, you want some Bitcoin? And Mike's like, I want some titties, actually. <laughs> I'm here for the titties. I wasn't yes. here for the Bitcoin. Here's all the viruses. I, I I get like, uh, you know, I'm looking through my friend requests now. I just get like comics mostly. A lot of ones that I haven't answered. Yeah, I get occasionally I'll get requests from people that already was my friend. <laughs> and I'll be like, what the fuck happened? Like, when, <laughs> when did we not be friends? This yeah. is weird. Yeah. What did, did, I, did I do something to you? Or? Yeah. Like, I don't even ask because I don't really care but it's always like a weird like okay that's that's and then the other one i get sometimes is people that get kicked off of facebook mm-hmm. yeah but then create another facebook account yeah 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 and then i'm always like you were already free why did you <laughs> <laughs> this is coming back to jail brooks was here I sent you a friend request <laughs> brooks was here <laughs> yeah sometimes i have to go back and look because uh, Roger follows a lot of comedians and I follow you guys. So a lot of times I get like comedians kind of float mm. and, and free me and I'm like, who are yeah. you? Yeah, then I, I want to know what too. your circle is because that yeah. will determine, you know what I'm saying? Because you could be on the outskirts and be, you know, on on Make America, Make America Great Again. Now, so I need to be sure who is you. Yeah, I do that too. Like I'll get your people. I'll get a request and then I look at who do we have in common? A lot of cross-references right. like y'all somebody from new york gregorio i'm like all right yeah <laughs> I'll, okay. I'll check that too the friends you're and, okay friends and con the mutual friends yeah, yes that matters like, too and then i look at who the who are the first of all do i know these mutual friends for right real, like that or are you just somebody you know when i first got on the podcast and um, people started liking me i had to um look at the mutual friends and i'm like well, who is this who is this random person um follow want to be my friend and i see like randolph andy rod i'm like oh 
Oh, okay. Yeah. And I, and yeah. I stopped y'all because at first I was like, I don't know what's happening anymore. Yeah, I never really can tell. And they yell like, at you about sugar. Comedians are such whores for friends online. Yeah, that's so much thirst. Like, Ooh, yeah. They don't filter sometimes. Somebody, like every once in a while, somebody slips through the cracks and I look at their page. I'm like, how the fuck did I? Oh, because they were friends with all these comedians and I assumed that meant they were cool, but really it's just comedians <laughs> take anybody as a friend. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I, I wish you could see not only who you have mutual friends with, but how many of your mutual friends have muted that person? Yes. Because <laughs> yeah, some of these comics, I'm friends with them, but I don't. I'm, like whenever don't somebody says feet. some wild shit on my page and I'll be like, how did you get here? I can always trace it back to like, oh, they it said we had 13 friends in common, but it was all comedians. Right. This isn't really any of our friends. Right, right. It's just this is somebody I know, not even a work colleague. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't even call him. Wouldn't even call him that. You know. Yeah, just they just happen to do comedy. Right. Let's do that. Let's do the email and let's talk about Austin's comedy scene, Andy. What we got email was? Uh, we got. Well, first let's start with a couple comments. We got a couple YouTube comments from last week. Cheyenne said, uh, "Speaking of comedy, any tips?" For new comedians, now that y'all are back on the scene, would love first to hear all, differences. First of all, quit. That's uh, tip number one. I've given this tip before. <laughs> I don't know why y'all keep asking me for these tips. I've got a good, uh, I got a good comedians joke, but I quit comedy. <laughs> you know, that's my first tip to you. <laughs> now, if you're going to ignore that tip, which I would advise you not to, but if you're going to ignore that tip, okay, find you a, a decent. Um, open mic oh, well let me let me finish this comment it says would would love to hear differences from when everyone started to now ah okay. so tips for new comedians and also what's different especially coming out of the pandemic okay uh, uh brandon's saying godfrey's an anti-vaxxer we'll talk about that when we get to the vaccine stuff in a little bit so brandon remind us of that when we come back to that because it doesn't surprise me at all <laughs> uh, does he have magnets sticking to about, him about godfrey no, he's a hotel oh <laughs> Wait, who's a hotel? Godfrey? Godfrey, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. He just hides it behind his funny. Oh, okay. Um, tips for new comedians. Okay, this. I think there's a couple things. One, now getting started now, like a lot of the scenes are sort of in disrepair. Like you don't know where the good rooms are, where the bad rooms are. You don't know what's going on which can be bad because it's harder to navigate, but also can be good because if you are someone who doesn't like clicks, a lot of the clicks, the clickish shit is not happening right now because everybody's just kind of feeling it out at the same time. So you might actually have access to places that you would have felt intimidated by before because only the cool kids went to that spot. Um, But other than that, the tips is always the same. Just get out there and do it. Uh, but the difference between now, I've only done two shows as far as the difference between when things started to now. The show that I did two nights ago was just like the old days, like, just like a year ago. Like I felt like I was in a time machine and nothing was different. The crowd was good. No one was like, no one was really acting different because of the pandemic. People were shaking hands. People were close talking. Um, there was no one wearing a mask. I think there was one person in the audience wearing a mask out of like maybe 50 people. It just felt like a normal show. So I think everyone's going to dip back into their old patterns and just it'll turn into what it always was. But as far as starting comedy now, the scene is pretty open probably uh, because there aren't a lot of routines yet where people go on which nights. And so you might be able to find your place without feeling intimidated. Mm hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I've only done, I'm going to go out tonight and see what's what, just kind of see how I feel with it. The shows I've, that I've done have been shows that I've been at my home club. So we'll see when I try to re-engage on the scene. I'm a little, I don't know if I'm different or not. Um, I had kind of made up my mind to never do stand-up again. I'm not going to say that or like I'm done with stand-up or anything like that. No, not at all. But uh, I don't know if I want to engage myself back in that scene again because it's the toxicity of the scene is going to come right back. It's already starting, which we've already seen. And I've spent a year Facebook away from drama. it. And being away from it for a year makes me not want to be a part of it again. And on, and on this level, it's like you have to be a part of it. If I could be on the level of a uh, of a uh, steps above, where I could just go do a show and leave, then I'd be fine, you know. But to you got to be a part of the bullshit. I don't know if I want to be part of it anymore. So we'll see how I feel at the end, when yeah, or in those coming days. I just don't want to be a part of it. I've been a part of it for a long time, and being out of it for a year, I was like, I don't have to be a part of any of this shit, you know. That's what I'm saying about new patterns might might. Develop. But I'm a comedian. That's I think so. Thing. Old patterns will stay, though. You know? you know, I'll never not be a comedian. So I want to be on stage. I want to tell jokes. You know, um, I still think I what I have to say is important. Every comedian thinks that. I still think that. I just don't want to deal with everything else that goes with it anymore. Particularly because I've been out of it for it. I, I haven't had to, and it's been fucking great. <laughs> it's been fucking great, great. So I don't. I don't know. So. Uh, again, you should, you should, uh, quit right now, uh, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> since you're in it, find you a place that try to stay out, try not to get sucked into the, every scene is toxic in one way or the other. Try not to get sucked into it. It stinks because you get used to it. You start to get used to it fast and you don't notice it till you're, until you're out of it. So it's too late. And, and then you end up, sometimes you end up becoming part of what makes the scene toxic and you don't even know that. Does that make sense? You don't even know it, and you're part of it too. So. Not until you separate from it, like like we've had this past year. It's like, oh, what a what a difference. I, I that I mean, I, I I'm going on stage, telling the crowd how great it's been not doing comedy, like as I'm doing comedy. <laughs> right. like, I've done that for the two shows I've I've just said I haven't done comedy in, in months, and it's been fucking great. Yeah, and too. I highly recommend it. I, I ask the crowd, has anyone in here ever not done comedy for a year? Like you know, <laughs> it's it's a great feeling, but also. When I got off stage Thursday, I immediately wanted to run to the next spot mm-hmm. because I not because it was a, a routine. I wanted to. I wanted to get back on stage. So mm-hmm. that will come back too. And so it's just balancing that. And that's where a lot of the, the scene is when it rebuilds itself. And maybe it'll rebuild itself in its old image and maybe it'll take on some new forms. But getting in on the building stage is probably not so bad for a new comic because you can... Uh, find a place that fits you rather than trying to fit in a place that's already been established a certain way, you know, and that's, that's where the, the scene is now. It's all sort of still taking shape. Mike, you're, you're, Mike you're younger in comedy than us. What you think? Um, I just experienced and, and fell in love with the leaving after my set. Um, Great um, feeling. Yeah. I yeah, mean, you don't have uh, to stay. I used to, uh, I used to be part of the hang and a lot of that was because of the, uh, I, I was always a host. So when you're hosting a show, you're normally there the whole entire show. And um, I used to be like, hey, guys, don't leave. You know, we still got more show. And, you know, I was never a part of after my set and then leave. 
But um, now that I'm doing that, it's it's absolutely great. I love just, you know, doing my set, getting my Venmo and getting the hell up out of there and being home before 1130. It's great. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think there's there was there sometimes becomes this overemphasis on the hangout, the networking and all that stuff. Yeah. And when you're, you're in your 20s, it's really just because you want to you just want to hang out because you want to be out, you know, and as you get older, you're like, I'd, I'd like to be home. I wouldn't mind being home right now. So. Yeah, you can just you can do that and not lose your place in the scene because people feel like I got you got to get in there and hang out and network and all this shit. No, you don't. You don't. You you really don't. Um, unless you have to. Like I said, um, she. Uh, I don't know who this person is. That anyway, I don't know if it's Cheyenne. She, Cheyenne. So I'm just going to say, you know, that the hang is kind of important just because you're new. You want to get to meet new people and then figure out who you want to be around because you want to end up building a a small circle of people that you trust and write around and stuff like that. But um, once you get out of that phase, then it's like, do your set and leave, unless you're getting paid to stay there. Um, I don't know if that's good advice or not, but that's what I'm, I'm at with it. Um, feel good about it. I, I, I used to feel bad. I don't feel bad anymore. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's because it feels kind of arrogant. You know, obviously, like, man, that's arrogant, man. You're going to do your set, you're going to do your 10, and then you're going to leave. And then now I'm like, yeah, I am. I'm going to take my <laughs> microphone and I'm, yeah. and I'm going to speak to people I want to speak to and then I'm going to leave. Like last night. Um, Dude, it's not arrogant. The people who stay are jealous. <laughs> they're jealous that you got to leave because they couldn't right. bring themselves to do it. Yeah, right. I was jealous. When I used to run, um, well, well, we still run shenanigans uh, and I had the host. Like people come in, do they sit and then they leave. But I had to be there another hour and a half. Yeah. Because I had to get through, I had to get through the rest of these comedians, and it's just something about doing your ten, getting what you need to get out of it, and leaving. <laughs> just walking out. Underrated. Like, yeah. 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 And the thing is, no man, Roger don't do comedy, but a lot of people who not trying to funny who've never been on a stage in front of an audience, they because we've done live shows and things like that, they don't understand what it physically and mentally sometimes pulls out of you, and sometimes after you finish a show or a set, you're tired. Like yeah, you're right. physical, and people underestimate that, that that how tired you are, and so you know because I'm a natural extrovert, I had to learn how to tone that side of me down and realize, okay, Karen, this is also a job, you know, and also being uh, considerate of, like I said, more of Roderick. You know what I'm saying? Because that it really drains him more than it drains me. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times, like uh, Mike said, a lot of times people don't understand why you put things like paywalls and things like that up front because you go, no, if you want to do this, you're going to have to pay me for my time because <laughs> my right. time is very valuable. If you're not paying me to be here, why am I here? Mm-hmm. Greg is asking in the chat room, are there, are there natural comedians out there? Greg. <laughs> well, Greg's thing said, my, his first one, he said, uh, he said can you will yourself point. to be funny? Yeah. <laughs> and... Oh, and like just and I guess just not be funny. Are there still natural comics out there? In my opinion, there's no such thing as a natural comedian. There's not. There are naturally funny people, but think about funny as as talent. Think about think about funny as an athletic talent. So think about it like that. Okay. So you take take a LeBron James. He's an he's an athletically talented individual the whole nine yards, but he has, but he works every day at it. Every day he works and he works very hard at it. If you're going to be a comedian, you got to work at it. You can't just go on stage and just be, it doesn't work. You have to work at it just the same as 
the same as LeBron has to work at it every day, every day, every day. So there's no, you can, the funny is just the ability. Are there people who are, who have more ability? Oh, sure. There are people who have just naturally a natural ability and stuff like that and who can get up on stage and can perform and all that, but you've got to be, you've got to get your reps in. There's no way around it. If you don't get your reps in you can have all the natural ability in the world you want. You're not gonna be able to do the job, the job of comedian. You know, yeah. the, the job of comedian, you're not gonna be able to do that. I mean, there's a lot of natural funny, there's a lot of naturally funny people in the world. But um, when somebody says, hey, you got 30 minutes. Yeah, go be funny for 30 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's also a lot of people who are then funny. Come back and do it again two more times tonight. Yeah. <laughs> people are funny, like, but they're funny, like, um, in their circle of friends because it's all like inside jokes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They have great timing with their inside jokes. Or they know how to like all their all their funny is like movie quotes, you right. know what I mean? Like they're just they know how to place There's the right handsome. movie quote Look at that into boy. the right part of the conversation, and so comedy is about being funny to a room of strangers, which is way different. You know, like if you're being right. funny to your friends, you can mm. do your impression of your boss that they've all met and they're gonna die. You can do your impression of your boss to a bar full of people. People are gonna be like, "Who's that? What's why is that funny?" Right. So that's the that's where you have to work at. You got to take your sense of humor that normally is just for you and your friends and relies on things that you and your friends have all seen and done and now apply that to complete strangers. And some people who are very naturally funny can never quite write a joke. There's on the open mic level they still kill it because they just have that presence, they can go fuck with the crowd and talk shit, but if you ask them to do a structured hour or 30 or whatever, it's disjointed, it's it's um mm-hmm. it's just not they just don't have that. They can't cross that bridge to write jokes for strangers. But off stage, they're the funniest guy in the room. You know, like that happens a lot. So it's a little bit of both. You got to have the natural funny, but there's a a comedian brain that has to be in there as well. You know, which some people just don't have. Yeah, I think also um, the work part of it. You know, it's like when people say, oh, "I should start a podcast." You know, blah blah blah. And it's like, yeah, you might even be like pretty much a natural at it. You might be really good at it, but the work is doing it yeah. again and again and again. Yeah. And a lot of people are like that where it's just, you know, every episode is we're back from a break or mm-hmm. hey, <laughs> season three or whatever the fuck. And it's like, yeah, because that's the work is <laughs> being funny once could be luck or it could be skill, but being funny 250 times a year is the, the way this work. That, that's different. It's coming from somebody who did not have a sense of humor to now having a sense of humor. It is a lot of fucking work because Roger would tell you, I, my sense of humor level was zero. Cause you know, grew, grew up, my mama single mom working. Like we laugh, but we didn't do like the, the cracking of the jokes and things like that. So when you said something, I literally took everything literally, like whatever you said, I took it too hard. Like it was a personal attack to me. And so this is why I, I look at people who, critique comedy from a place that's nothing's funny. I was like, why the fuck are you here? Why are you here? You don't have a sense of humor. Like, like right. it doesn't, why did you come to the room to mm-hmm. then just fold your arms and go, well, I don't like this, but the whole purpose is to make you laugh. The whole purpose is to challenge and talk about shit that isn't funny and present it in a funny you mean manner. The, you mean the purpose isn't to challenge the society's flaws and to, you know, to talk, to talk shit about, you know, the marginalized people and to complain about how I just think it should be a free space stuff. where right. everyone is. That's uh, not the purpose supported. of comedy. 
It should be a safe space, a safe space for me to use slurs and a safe space for you to receive the slurs. And if you don't, well, that's your problem. I mean, don't you like free speech? Yeah. Then you're not really uh, about you're not really a comedian. Um, I understand that joke writing looks difficult and joke timing. Those are things that you can you can actually get good at just over time of doing it for you. You have to decide, you know, what how you write for you. Timing, you learn. You learn. I would suggest, I always tell people, you watch uh, Alan King survive by his wife. Watch that bit, that whole bit he does. It's a long bit. Alan King survived by his wife on YouTube. That is a long, it's hilarious. And the timing of it is, it's insane, his, his timing on his jokes in that bit. It's just one long bit about how, how uh, when men die, they're survived by their wives. It's <laughs> just one long bit about also that. like even with timing and shit like that, different people are able to do different things with their timing. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, like it's like like you see roast jokes, and there'll be sometimes because you know most of the roast now people aren't writing for themselves the celebrity roast, but like you can write amazing shit. Someone come up there, fuck up the timing. Yep, yep. And basically every yep. joke bombs. It is just yep. like the writers wrote. Like if the writers could go up there and do the jokes themselves, the jokes would kill. Yes. But yeah. yeah. Some uh, comics aren't aren't really aware of timing. They can never become right. aware of it. They just have a right. blind spot. Like I, I've given comics lines for their bits. Like, hey, say it like this, and then tag it with this, and then I've seen them go on stage and just fuck up my joke yeah. because <laughs> they don't. It didn't. They couldn't grasp how to say the thing that I thought was right. obvious. Like, oh, just say this. You, you'll know. You'll know how to say it. Just say this. Uh, so some people just lack it. Some people just don't have. Right. Some people right. are in it for the wrong reasons. Also, there are people who are very funny on stage and off stage are very serious people. Yeah. Right. You know. Right. Just... <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> <laughs> we got a yard over there, Randall. You need to clear your throat. You need to get a sip on some water. <laughs> uh, we got a comment from AJ in uh, on the YouTube from last week. Clint Capella rocks blonde streaks too. We were talking about Dennis Schroeder. Mm-hmm. And he says John Morant is rocking a streak in dreads as well. Yeah, that, that blonde streak is coming back a little bit. I don't think it's not I'm all. Wondering the way about back. that, it's weird. I thought we shout got rid to, of that. Uh, shout out to Wesley Snipes and Demolition Man. <laughs> started something. He started. Mm-hmm. Yeah, seemed like Kwame the rapper. Skin, it stood out too. <laughs> you know, Kwame the rapper, not the bitter basketball player. Yeah. Shout yeah. out to Meteor Man and the Golden Lords. Yes, I think she is from here. She's been on the podcast. Paris was recording at my home. She came here mm-hmm. more than I think at least once. Paris was on once. We had Paris yeah, on. Told a couple the story years ago. about the fucking guy that pushed her down the stairs. I wish I'd been yep. there. So I could have beat his ass. I thought about that. I think about we, that. one of us had been there. He wouldn't have done it though. That's the thing. He did yep. it because she wasn't there. She was there. Alone. Yeah, Paris. Oh, oh, Paris is uh, from DC, but she's in New York. Now living in New York, doing well. Yeah. I think about that all the time. Whenever they bring up, um, whenever somebody brings up Paris Sachet's name, I always think about that that particular moment because it pisses mm-hmm. me off that there was nobody there with her. There's nobody there. She was just leaving a spot. Yeah. So that's why you don't leave. You hang out. You don't ever leave. It's <laughs> <laughs> gonna push you down. And not the big, not the big up myself, whatever. Or yeah, any, go ahead, big up yourself. Play. I am. 
Um, so, <laughs> but no, like whenever there's, um, I always look at female comedians, I always look at them as like a sister or whoever they are. And whenever they get ready to leave to go to their car, or whatever, I always try to walk with them, especially after that particular incident. I always try to make sure they get to their car safe and stuff like that. I just feel, it's not my responsibility, but right. I feel like it's my responsibility because we're all in the same community um, performing and it, it that bothered me. Like, and really if anybody's was, gonna push them down, it should be you. I feel. You. I, I see yeah. what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I walk around in circles, thinking about. Don't, let, don't <laughs> let another man come in and do your work. Jose, Jose got jumped <laughs> on leaving the show. I remember that. See, that shit pissed me off. Jose little, did. Yeah, remember that? Jose got jumped leaving the show. Little, little Jose. Oh, I remember for that, the same yeah. reason. Yeah, because because he wouldn't give somebody some, so like, <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't he wouldn't give his number up and uh, dude jumped on him. Yeah, he is some. Uh, he was it was just a straight up mugging, I guess. Damn. Yeah. Uh, we got an email last week while we were recording, and I didn't notice it. So um, it's from Elliot. It's about episode ten twenty, so a couple weeks back. He says, uh, "Hey, Andy Randolph and Sock Puppet. I initially thought of Kwame Brown." Getting on YouTube defending himself is hilarious. But as time went on, he went from delivering heel promos, sub Mike B. Shout out. To his <laughs> to is his 15 minutes up yet. I think of how many of us black men that hasn't evolved share Kwame's homophobic, misogynistic, and anti-black views. Just recently, my brother finally addressed that he was a Republican and not just asking questions or being a contrarian. He's firmly entrenched in these views and he's against uh, Black Lives Matter, vaccines, increasing the minimum wage, and critical race theory. Finally, and here's the kicker, he really believes the last president was not a white nationalist or white supremacist. Anyway, good shows as always, and look forward to the episodes dropping on Monday. Elliot. Um, he's not a contrarian? Like, he really... Uh, he I could feel be sorry. both. I, I'm sorry, uh, Elliot. Yeah, R.I.P. That, that's R. I. that's like brother. losing a brother. Yeah, I about to say R.I.P. Yeah, like you might as well yep. be dead when you start <laughs> yeah. talking crazy like that. You might, might as well be dead. dead to me. That's sad. I don't think either YouTube is not telling me or it's Kwame Brown just hasn't been going live lately. Oh, he has been. It's okay. got he's a whole it's a whole thing now. He fell out with Tommy Sotomayor. Oh no! Because yeah. no uh, Tommy Sotomayor got mad about that episode where Kwame had Judge Joe Brown on. Okay. Because he felt like he should have got to be on the episode too. And then because Kwame was like, "Man, Judge Joe Brown already talked enough for, for five niggas. Like, why the hell would I have you on at the same time as Judge Joe Brown?" Right. And so uh, Tommy Sotomayor made a video talking shit about him so now they they talking like i think he said something about his mother or something yeah i'm looking now, at his, his youtube history yeah there's a video he streamed four days ago tommy my mother is a what putting shoes on right um, so i don't think that that's <laughs> he had mahmoud abdul raouf on 22 hours ago that's how you... yeah um yeah craig hodges on yeah, he had Craig Hodges on. Yeah, he is. He's still going live constantly, actually. Streamed four mm -hmm. hours ago, streamed seven hours ago, streamed 22 hours ago, one day ago. That's mm -hmm. <laughs> hilarious. So, yeah, it yeah he's in exactly his car. Where I thought it would go. Mm -hmm. And he actually put up now, his latest video was the funniest compilation of 2021 Kwame Brown roasts. Mm. So it's just him calling people bitches for 20 minutes. Yep. My wife doesn't want me to post it, but this is how she puts on shoes. 
<laughs> you saw. I can't can't be squatting down trying to uh come on <laughs> say them knees what, queen what, say them what knees. Are you, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm with on that one. Mm-mm, who got time to squat? But yeah, so I, he just kind of went where I thought he was going. That's why was Mood went on the show on a Kwame show. Yeah, he was on Ugh. yesterday. And uh, and I think it's kind of fucking sad to see people that otherwise seem to have integrity going on his platform right. where he's just fucking Republican, uh, anti-Black Lives Matter, misogynistic, homophobic, transphobic by the, dude. By the way, did anybody look at the thing I posted on my Facebook with CJ Pearson talking to uh, Mark Lamont Hill? Mark, Mark I saw Lamont that video Hill. on Twitter. Jesus fucking Christ, man. Look at, uh, by the way, look at, if you look at Kwame Brown's setup now, um, I'll pull it up here on screen. He's got like Get a mic now. He's got a blue Yeti mic. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, he done best with some money. He probably this bought a ring light. He's got a pop filter. Does he, <laughs> like, but does he have a guitar go. behind him, though? <laughs> no, no guitar. This was behind. always where this was going to yep. go. We'll get them numbers up. Yeah. So he's got like a, now he's going to be basically doing a podcast. No, every day. why would I do no, that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that built in audience. So does he have a beef with Dr. Boyce Watkins now, too? Who knows? You got a beef with everybody, one. probably. I mean, but those guys all feed off of each other. This right. is, you know, Dr. Right. Mark, Kevin Samuel shit. Like, it's right. all wrestling. Yeah. And he had Ethan Thomas on last week. Yeah, he's still going strong. Mm-hmm. He ain't going nowhere. Look at his number. Look at his number of views. I mean, he got, I forget uh, how many followers it was, but it was like, Two million and some or some shit like that, like or two million views and like yeah, the first video is like yeah, this this dude this is a career now. He had like a couple thousand YouTube followers when this all started. Yeah, because motherfuckers love to excuse shit when it's just like it's entertaining or you know yeah. what like it's always like an excuse for this shit and then it's like that's cool, but just understand when this motherfucker is telling telling Candace Owens. That he got her back. Just remember that 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 everybody saw this coming and and didn't nobody had a problem with it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. This is a Judge Joe Brown episode. One point four million views on the Judge Joe Brown episode. Woo. And I'm yeah, really a, about Judge Joe. Brown. I wonder when Joe Rogan gonna have him on. Oh, yeah, yeah, really. I'm surprised he hasn't yet. Honestly, yeah. maybe, maybe he'll start beef with Joe Rogan. He's Joe Rogan, you bitch, and start. Yeah, honestly just- speaking, you would think he would already had him on. I'm waiting for Ice Cube to be on there. That's another one. He he defended Ice Cube during that whole thing before the election. Yep. Of course he did. Hey, a, lot of people def- a lot of people defended Ice Cube. You know, everybody. Uh, co-hosts of podcasts yep. defended him. Uh, co-hosts of podcasts. Co-hosts of what now? Defended. Um. <laughs> Wait, who are you talking about? Andy? I'm looking directly at Mike. I'm looking directly at Mike B. Oh, we're doing this. Oh, okay. Oh, that's why I just kept on playing. I just I wasn't defending him. I I just keep playing my game. I saw what was happening. I heard what was. I I heard the direction. (laughs) And I was like, I'm gonna tie my shoes. I got on sandals. I'm gonna tie my shoes. Wait, who who defended? I don't even know the reference. Yeah, I don't know what happened. What's what? The co-host of my podcast. He was defending Ice Cube. And um, still. Oh no, he doesn't bring it up anymore. Mike, yeah, Mike called him a straight up Russian asset. Everybody was a Russian asset to Mike. Yeah, everybody. <laughs> Come on. Everybody's Russian like asset. <laughs> I haven't been wrong yet. Anytime I see I look I, I see somebody, I'm like, oh yeah. Russian. Did you see did you see 
Putin on uh, television the other day? That fucking dude, Kier, whatever the fuck his name is, Kier, white man, <laughs> asked him, uh, you know, uh, Joe Biden said that you are a killer. Are you mm. President Putin a killer? Putin gave a little evil. You give that and then you hear the translation. Oh, of course not. That's just talking. It's a, yeah, talk. I'm, I'm like, not killing somebody right now. Why would you right ask now? up a stupid question? We all know the guy kills people. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ! No one, anybody that's ever um, killed somebody never admits to killing somebody. Yeah. <laughs> Until the until. Why would you ask that, you fucking idiot? Uh, we got a comment from Raphael from last week. He said, it, uh, "We're talking about vaccines. <clears throat> We're talking about like barbershops and shit." He said, "In my neck of Brooklyn, I noticed a vaccine truck <clears throat> right outside a public school close to my home. I walked past it while Monday's podcast recording was going on. I like the vaccines at public schools and barbershop ideas." Barbershops, hair salons, malls, public schools, religious institutions, prisons, metro stations, gas stations, and even bodegas, to mention a few, should be vaccination spots, in my opinion. Great stuff on the poetry, too. That was just beautiful. I do need to return back to writing down anything and everything I feel or notice. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, have, I don't know if they've done vaccines, vaccination spots everywhere yet. We got one up the street from our house. It uh, used to be an old um, fishing place. But now it's um, they turned right into a vaccination place. It's pretty big it's too. Good. They like need to, they need to put one in Redskins Park or whatever the fuck they're calling Te- it. Teamies guys, Teamies, Teamies Park teams. <laughs> um, and they, they should pop them up like the fucking uh, the Halloween stores. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Or um, or a um, or a uh, fireworks stand. Yeah. Tanya <laughs> yeah, said this episode. This episode should be called Bonnet Beef, LOL. That was on last week's episode. Oh. Uh, it was about Monique. Um, <laughs> I was walking through the neighborhood, and his brother was out walking his dog. There's like four of us that live here. <laughs> and uh, he had he had something on, and I walked by him. I said, are oh, you getting in that Bonnet Beef? That's what you're doing? <laughs> he just started laughing. He started laughing. <laughs> Say, you getting in that Bonnet Beef? <laughs> Mark commented, seeing Elton Howard on screen was a shock. For years, I just heard his voice. I always pictured J. Anthony Brown. <laughs> yeah, he looks nothing like he sounds. Yeah, I see his face. I was like, you look nothing like you sound. I recall the almost after-school special events that made him pop-pop. Definitely too young looking to be someone's granddad. That's the thing with Elton. Right now, he's happy early. Yeah, he started early. He's got he's got a he's had a girlfriend for a while. He's happy Elton, so we're not hearing yeah. too many stories. <laughs> happy Elton. These days. I mean, you know, you kind of figure at some point, he'll that will end but it hasn't ended so odds are it lasted through the pandemic yeah so i'm actually supposed to go bike riding with elton soon i I just picked up a bike rack there you go are you gonna go bike riding with him i thought you two had a had a rivalry you're gonna try to like you know know, when when covid happened you know there was a man's and we just you know we hugged it out. We'll and see what happened at the end of the back ride right? when y'all go missing or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got to throw something mm-hmm. in the spokes. I'm just going to circle around them for a little bit while wearing a, a Brett winter shirt. And then... Think <laughs> 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 like, I forgot about this? Um, Veronica commented, Hello, hello, 3GO. I imagine you all may talk about developments in the case of UNC Chapel Hill's massive mistakes with the Cole Hannah Jones's tenure case. 
The Chronicle of Higher Education published a pretty thorough summary of what unfolded in an article that is behind the paywall, but I've uploaded in Google Drive folder so you all can access it. And there's a link there I'll, I'll pull up at some point. There's also a timeline of events embedded in the story that can be found here. And the article also makes mention of Walter Hussman's appearance on Tucker Carlson. Walter Hussman's the guy, the uh, the benefactor, I think, right? Right, yeah. Um, in 2019 that I hesitate to link to, but well... Here's a segment titled, I am taking steps to bring journalism back to what it's supposed to be. What is Just it supposed to be, white man? Expect. What's it supposed to be, white man? Tell me. Um, oh, they, and, and, and she's in the chat, by the way, uh, Veronica, who is posting the links there. So they're already there. Um, What's it supposed to be, white man? Well, there's a clip. I'll... No, we don't need to. Oh, yeah, it is. It's, it's a Fox News clip here. Bring journalism back to the one that used to center white people and big up them. Yeah, this is a four-minute clip. I don't know how much Tucker Carlson I can take. Um, let's see. I, I hate Tucker Carlson's face. I just want to punch it and kick it in the um. It, it, look at that thing. <laughs> this oh. face. Well, we know someone who thinks he's very smart. So that's true. He's a bright guy. Mm -hmm. Oh, um, before you start the clip, um, Randolph, you're on for Tuesday at shenanigans if you want time. Oh, yeah, yeah, I probably will do that. I'll be coming over, so I don't know what time. I got a, got a new new thing next week. We'll see. Advice for new comedians. Hit up Mike B for stage time. He loves it. <laughs> <laughs> He's been getting so many emails from comics. He loves to hear from you. He just loves to hear. Also from your manager. He's going to yeah. put you on his open mic night. <laughs> Hi, I manage the following people you've never heard of. Um, <laughs> Still looking for stage time for my clients, please. <laughs> Look at Tucker Carson's face. So I hate you. Yeah, it's uh, it's in the other guy's face too. Ugh. Believe, and I think you're making the case for it that in order to be really informed, in order to have a functioning democracy, you have to have a thriving print media. Americans say, however, that they have lost a lot of faith in that medium. What Americans? Americans, you mean uh, viewers of your show who what Americans to hate the media? Aren't you media? Never. Yeah, they never acknowledge that part that they're like the number <laughs> one cable show and you know, or it's cable network. Well, he'll he'll preface it by saying, "I said print media." Right. That's what he'll say. Well, I think there's the perception that there's too much uh, a bias in the media, and there's not. This guy sounds exactly like what I thought he would sound exactly. like. Exactly. A slave owner. <laughs> well, I uh, tell you what, Tucker. Opinion, <laughs> and uh, I, I see it myself. Uh, about two years ago, I heard some journalists saying things like, uh, "Don't believe in the false equivalency of giving both sides." Well, I mean, that's what I learned in journalism. You're always supposed to give both sides. Right. And statements like, you know, I'm I'm here to figure out what the truth is and then share that with you. And that's not what we understand our role is. Our role is not to divine the truth. Our role is to gather all the facts, verifiable facts we can, give those to the readers. And then if we don't like those facts, fine. He just, but listen to what he just said. Not Our role is people. to gather all the facts, verifiable facts, and present them to the reader. 
facts and verify, verifiable facts are what leads to truth. So if you're gathering verifiable, verifiable facts, there aren't two sides when it comes to verifiable facts. There's one side that the facts support and there's one that it doesn't. If you're talking about sides. I think what he's saying is we report you to side. So we don't tell you which one is that side is more truthful or accurate. And, and that you. and that is a prime wrong thing to do. It's just it's prime because that relieves you of any responsibility. What he's doing is relieving himself of any responsibility. You should be smart enough to know that this is a lie and this is the truth. Yeah, he I think it's um, telling with the truth. It's bullshit. It's I think bullshit. it's also just about when he's talking about what they report. It's it's kind of like how you people report on the um when they originally started reporting on the big lie this is what they call it now, but yeah. essentially Republicans trying to steal the election mm-hmm. at first. And this, and this happens all the time. They'll report, Hey, there's no evidence. This claim is true. There's no evidence. This claim is true. There's no evidence. This claim is true. But in the same, but the whole thing is like, well, these people are claiming that it's true. And they, they say they believe that it's true. Yeah. And right. this is what they're saying. And, 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 and it's like, well, that's both sides, the truth and all the verifiable facts. And then here's this lie. We're going to give the same amount of yeah, we're gonna give coverage to. We're going to give the same and, weight to this lie. Yeah, and it's like, no, that's not that's not being objective at all. Right. That's yeah, right. It's a lot You're, of like some people are saying, like Tucker Carlson in this clip started with that. Some people right. are saying, and then that, now you have to answer to this this nebulous some people. And you can, anyone, because Fox will actually put that some people shit into the bloodstream. And then they'll say, you know, a lot of people are saying, like, you mean the people on your morning show? Because uh, they're the ones ago? who get to pick the some people. Yeah. Right? right. So you're not yeah. being unbiased. Right. It's a it's a lie. It's it's all yeah. it's all based on and built around a lie of what you call journalism, but what you call journalism is really has has been a lie all this time. It's, it's really not like Fox News takes the time out to present what the Black Lives Matter activists are saying. No, right. They never say, well, some people are saying that the police are killing uh, black people at a higher rate. And when we looked that up, those facts were true. They they don't they never they never have to do that. Uh, <laughs> no. It always falls on the objectivity to be the white supremacist shit. Let them determine what the truth is. That is, uh, I mean, you just described what I think was was universal orthodoxy just 30 years ago. And you've been running uh, papers for an awfully long time. Stop it again, Andy. You're getting old there, buddy. It wasn't orthodoxy then. If it was, you'd have no Watergate papers. You would have had no Watergate reporting. Because when they reported Watergate, there wasn't a, well, let's tell you what, let's tell you the uh, Richard Nixon side on this. And let's present both sides and you figure it out. No, it was look at what this administration is doing. That that was the reporting. Look at what they're doing. Tucker Carlson <laughs> is saying this. this on Fox News. Yeah, yeah like eight o'clock at night. Yeah, they don't do that. Fox News right. doesn't even do that. They like this is his, his show is opinion. It's not right. like they there's not that if this is orthodoxy, then Tucker Carlson's never participated in it. Right. Yeah. And Tucker well, Carlson he'll tell, is you, a, he'll tell you that doesn't he'll tell you that I'm just I am just I'm not a news show. He'll say that. Yeah. But he's also part of new media that's using right. and he uses the internet. You know, he has an internet site that's his site. It was a daily caller or whatever. Isn't that Tucker Carlson's shit? Mm-hmm. Like that's opinion too. Like he this guy's like, you know, Americans losing faith in newspapers. It's like, yeah, because people like Tucker Carlson are among the people who are changing what Americans want out of news. 
Right. Now you're talking to part of the problem. If you want this dry, both sides present the facts, we report, you decide. Well, Tucker doesn't do that. He pollutes that by pretending right. he's presenting facts in both sides. And he's undermining print media with his own website that does that also. Right. And those articles get shared more. So, you know, they're, they're not really talking about what they're talking about. They're just coming on to complain about the left, essentially what it is. They just want to make a boogeyman out of the left. But now what you just said is a minority view. What changed, do you think? Uh, I'm not sure how it changed. I think it changed slowly over time. I got but old, trying to lost touch with reality. In the, right in the, in the black, started so having opinions. Years ago, I wrote a six-paragraph, uh, short paragraphs, statement of core values, and we run that in our all ten of our daily newspapers every day on page two, because we want the public to know what our journalistic standards are. And we want everyone that works for us to know what our journalistic standards are. And we want. The for example, everything reported by a black reporter must be verified by a white one. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, oh, it is true. not accurate or true. She will not get tenure. <laughs> one of our core values. That's actually the, was number one and four. We repeat it. That's how important <laughs> that is to us. I hate to hold us accountable. So recently you've seen, and you see it a lot, newspaper reporters, not columnists or op opinion people, but just daily beat reporters. Not me, because I don't count. <laughs> I don't have to do any of this shit. Right. Aggressively partisan opinions. Should that be allowed? No, we, we don't allow that. We would not allow our reporters to write books about the subjects they cover uh, for, you know, new, news or anything. We also prefer that our reporters don't read books. That's actually <laughs> core value number two. Reporters will not be informed on anything. So the person that keeps up on this daily and is is there for their expert opinion covering the news. They can't write a book about it because somehow that's what crosses the line. But they can write daily reports on it. Yeah, yeah. because that book is that five book days is, a week. That book is going to profit me as as a company. The book going to profit them as an individual. No. Yeah, and the book might have an opinion in it. God forbid. It's controversial. We have had feature reporters that might write a book on hiking trails in Arkansas. What? Or a food editor <laughs> might write a book about recipes. I don't think that uh, endangers our credibility at all. But we would not let a reporter write a book about something they cover. So when you go, my last question, I just can't resist asking you. When you go to conferences with other newspaper publishers, and of course you know them all, what do they say? about your standards and your approach they say get out of here old man uh you smell bad You're, <laughs> who are you they haul me around very much right who are you who they, say I, they say i kind of look like if a penis wore a suit you know, <laughs> look you know but a nice suit not too expensive mid-priced but good I, I, I get offended because a lot of them call me turtle man they said i should stick my head back in my shell <laughs> Turtle, turtle. You know, they generally agree with it. As a matter of fact, uh, you know, a newspaper group in Kansas, uh, the Seton family that's owned the Manhattan Mer uh, Mercury for over 100 years, they own 10 daily newspapers, they've now adopted our statement of core values identically. And more importantly, uh, the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill Journalism School 
has now adopted our statement of core values. So I hope this spreads and hmm. more and more Would news. Would have something to do with my donations? Right. You know, the statement that came with a $27 million check. <laughs> right. The journalism school is named after me. I adopted your $27 right. million dollar check, bitch. The journalism school I gave all this money to. Right. It was actually part of the deal. You better adopt these core values or you don't Indeed. get 25 million. I said, how much does it cost to get y'all to adopt these core values? Okay, <laughs> because I got 25 big smackers here. <laughs> everyone everyone has a price <laughs> for core values. Core values. Our, our core value is that your core values can be bought. So That's I, what named our core this, values I named this building after me. Okay, I get $27 million. Here's the thing is. It's all funny and stuff, but I don't see how we beat this. I oh, really I know don't. how to beat it. You know, I just, I don't Insist. see it. And you mean it was I actual just, violence? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go find this dude. I'm fine. With, I'm fine with that. <laughs> I just, I, I don't see how, I don't see how. The views of Randall Terrence are his own and are not indicative of the three guys on broadcast. <laughs> I don't see how we beat, how we beat this level of, I don't see how we beat this. They're not dying quick enough. And that used to be the... Uh, it's not about dying. And so people have said that all the time. People, not you, but people say that. Well, it's just going to... They're going to die off as these people get over. No, they're not. Mm -hmm. They're teaching yep. it and passing it down. Mm -hmm. And they're locking it in. They're using money to lock it in. Now they're using the law to lock these things in. Just it's if... Not, if it's all about white people's feelings yeah that's all that it's about everything about crt if you listen to what that i just wrote a long piece about it just yesterday if you listen to what they say about crt it's only we don't want our feelings to be hurt everything is based around feelings if you ask them what's critical race theory they don't know no they you can go literally right to the crt wikipedia page and in the first sentence, it tells you what it is. <laughs> but my white kids are going to feel bad. The very first sentence, it tells you what it is. No, it's not that your kids are going to feel bad. It's that you are going to feel bad. Well, I, I mean, well, if my kids feel bad, obviously I will feel bad, too. Then you convince your children that they feel bad. If That's you teach my kids what racism is, then they will know I am it. You ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. You can't just yeah. be out here doing they begin, that. They begin to spot it and be. They're going to know what they're going to they gonna start having thoughts and emotions and not, that I can't control. Me and my wife were talking about um, little Dom going to school out in Loudoun County. About how, kid. Uh, how ignorant it is. Little Dom going to school out there. Oh, yeah, because I sent you guys that article about Yeah, about how ignorant it is. And we um, had just been talking about it. And his thing kid is, just graduated. <laughs> my wife comes from a comes from a family of educators. So she's like, well, I can't believe people act like this. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> did you laugh like that? <laughs> Disrespect. Like, yeah, they they do. This is this is what it is, you know. And then so all these white parents show up. They're on the news on the Twitter, just screaming and hollering about. But they don't know what it is. I'm like, well, what's critical race theory? It's not, I don't want my children being taught this. It's a collegiate course. It's not even about, to me, it's not even about so much that. It's their kids aren't being taught this, and they might believe their kids are being taught this because people are telling them that. Right. <clears throat> but people are just using this as, like I said in the group chat, this is the black boogeyman of today. Yep. This mm -hmm. happens, it's, 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 it's considered good politics when the Republicans do this. They did it with Welfare Queens, Ronald Reagan, yep. did it with Willie Horton. They keep it simple. They did it with birtherism. They kept saying Obama's middle name. Mm -hmm. They do it all the time. And it's like, oh, these black people are coming to mess up your life and 
make your kids sad or coming they're getting out of jail on furloughs to come commit crimes or they're getting on welfare to take money and i mean this these courses aren't being taught to kids uh they're not being even taught to undergrad college students unless they take certain classes it's a law school thing right so it's not about that and these people are you know the people who are showing up to these meetings um at my my local county school board meetings uh (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they are they are showing up because they've been told that this and someone pointed out on Twitter that this is going to become critical race theory is going to become the heading for anything involving yep. teaching about black anything people. Else, uh, so, uh, but it's but it's under the guise of black people are coming to take things from you yeah. and thus you must push back against it. But they're not saying black people they are saying liberals or the left or the woke mm-hmm. left or whatever, because they can't say. Well, that, what's going to happen is the liberals and the and the woke left are going to take stuff and then give it to black people. Right. And but that, that's this is the way they activate the base. They've done they activate the base like this all the time. And do you know why? You know, because it know works. Why? Because people are racist. It works 100 percent. It works 100 percent of the time. Right. It works on liberal, but on liberal white people. 100 percent mm-hmm. of the time. Mm-hmm. It works. It works. There's there's no way that it doesn't work. That's why it keeps being done. This is the Twitter thread. Um, at a Loudoun County um, school board meeting, packed room. This is near the tally ho, Mike B. So you were, you were, you could have walked to this, this, uh, this building. Killed it, by the way. It was probably <laughs> yeah, that's a good set. I heard, I heard about. We heard you had a good set. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people are saying that Mike B had a good set. Yeah, a lot of people. <laughs> they left, they left the school board meeting and came directly to my show. It, it was the set was so good. I don't see how I don't see how we beat I don't see how we beat this. It was such a good set that Mike B hung out afterwards. And by yeah. air quotes, our side, meaning um, liberal white people, they don't have the heart to confront this. Mm-mm. Well, let's they let's just they do not. This is the let me get to the Twitter thread real quick. Uh, so this debate over critical race theory in school, which is not a thing, divided this community in recent weeks. Tonight, for the first time, the pandemic public was allowed back into these meetings. And they look at the signs they have outside. Stop teaching critical race theory to our kids. They're not. Nobody teaches so, that. People are showing but up with protests. It protest doesn't signs. matter. It's anything because um, the the new superintendent of these schools or principal or whatever the fuck has decided that they're going they're, they're offering equity courses. They're they're teaching about equity, stuff like that, and that's what they don't want taught. So they're calling that critical race theory. It's not critical race theory. They're calling everything with equality or anything race. Anything that involves in black people. Yeah. Black people elevating is critical race theory. So I, I got a question, and let me know if this is an ignorant question or not. I don't think so, but maybe. Um, so how long before they use this as the um, the uh, the gasoline to try to end Black History Month? I don't think they could do that, but if they could, they would. Oh, yes, they would. If they could, <laughs> if they, could they would, but I don't think they can. At this point, there'd be a huge uproar if, if that was a thing. But if they could, they would. And they don't need to white people do complain about black history month. All they need to do is activate these people and get them to vote. So as long as they do that, they don't need to do anything else. And so yeah, this, that's right. what the goal of this is. This is a video from inside the meeting um, with these people yelling out at the school board about shit. That's not even happening. The school board left. They, they just walked out. I say is that you, you tolerate these people. You don't have to tolerate these people. You just tell us, clear this room. We're not doing this. Right. We're yeah, not, not doing, doing this, this because you're yelling about something that's not happening. So get out. 
we're not we're not doing why are you having this meeting what are you having this meeting for we want to tell you about how we don't want critical race theory being taught to our children it's not so go away also even if it was yeah yeah like why is that bad like yeah let's, let's get yeah. to that too like what's the problem with it it makes your yeah. kid feel bad go away it's not being taught go away yeah, um, you don't have to why are we it, to me it goes back to it's a it's a larger part of mosaic is why do we keep not even giving these people oxygen. Why do we keep acting like these points of view are even valid to discuss? I'm not. Discussing you know why? Whiteness. That's that's literally it. <laughs> that's literally it. There's nothing that's else makes I, sense. I'm, I won't talk with white people about racism anymore. I just there's no point. I'm not going to talk with you about. Okay, so there was a dude who used to work at the station when we were talking. I think the last Hall of Fame induction. Um, one of the Colts got inducted. One of the Colts got, and I think did Chant Bailey recently get inducted in the Hall of Fame? Uh, that sounds about right. Maybe two seasons ago. Let's see when he got two, inducted. Two Hall of Fame inductions ago. Um, uh, that's that would be about right. And then one of twenty nineteen. One, the, one of the Ravens got inducted too. Okay. One of the Ravens, some blunt guy, <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> Catherine, they both basically said the same thing. They were talking about blackness in the game. And Ed stuff Reed. Like that. And, but yeah, blackness in society. But Ed Reed was more soft-spoken, and Chant Bailey was very direct with it. So this cat at the job was like, um, it was me and Reese were sitting there, and this cat at the job, and I had just started. So I was like, let me not <laughs> go, go left on these people. But he was like, yeah, I mean, I just feel like if there's two ways that people can can – can talk about these things and the way that Ed Reed was talking about it, I'll listen. But if the way like Chant Bailey was talking about, it, I just, I'm just going to tune that out. I'm just going to tune that. I'm just going to tune that out. Like, so you need, you need me to beg for my life correctly. That's what you need. Right. That's what you're saying. You need me to beg your favor correctly. And if I don't beg your favor correctly, then you're not going to grant it to me. That's what you're saying. What's the problem, Randolph? That's what you're saying. I was getting ready to go left. I said, let me just sit here and not. Because <laughs> it's about Dang. feelings. Let me just let feelings. Reese. Let me just let Reese talk. He don't need. He doesn't need me. Let me just. He'll say it much more diplomatic. Squeezing us because I don't even ball. know this motherfucker, and I got no problems with jumping up and kicking your ass. Randolph just walking the door, around sir. in circles. Because <laughs> I got no problems. <laughs> Randolph jumping up and kicking your ass. And ninety day probation. Randolph like, all right, I'm about to lose it. It's, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> what day are we on? Is eighty seven? All right, give me three days. Different different messages and different messengers hit people differently. Mm, agreed. Yeah. And maybe that's true that he can't relate to the righteous anger of uh, champ bailey that's fine but just understand ed reed ain't saying nothing different nope and that's the thing you to the same fucking spot so i don't know it ain't the way he's saying it right it ain't the way he's saying it it's the message you don't like the substance you can say it any way you want you don't like the substance of what he's saying because you ain't listen to ed Ed reed either (laughs) right you're gonna eventually get to an impasse because both of those guys are going to want you to go to a place you don't want to go. So yeah, it doesn't right. matter. Like you may say that I like the way he asked either, but you know, that's, that's kind of bullshit. It's, it's how people say they like Martin Luther King speeches over Malcolm X, but then it's like, you ain't doing none of the shit Martin was right. talking about. You need to do though. Right. And by the way, you ain't really listening to Martin Luther King's speeches. You're, right. you're not. 
Also, not, a lot of like a lot of the things people are saying these days about things like critical race theory, like Marxist and whatever, were the things they was were saying about Martin Luther King back then, which leads to believe the people today if they were around back then would have been saying those things about Martin Luther King, even though today they praise him. Like the 86% of the white population who had a, had a unfavorable view of Martin Luther King at the time of his death, just like, just like those people, eight out of 10 who didn't like him. But Randolph, they like him now. What's the problem? Oh, well, (laughs) they like him the same way they liked Muhammad Ali. The minute he wasn't able to talk anymore, they started. Right. The, The second you don't have a voice, but I remember, you know, my mama and them telling me when Martin Luther King died, how the white people would come to uh, the schools and like beat on them and tell them, you know, where your Jesus now, where your king now were. So, you know what I'm saying? So I, so for me, I, I don't want to hear that. Yeah. yeah. I think also I wonder if this is somewhat of a backlash to um, like uh, Robin D'Angelo and that type of like, like the white fragility type of uh lesson plan almost you know what i mean the one where it's kind of like y'all need to submit y'all need to be y'all need might, to recognize it might be by, but they're proving exactly what the fuck she said exactly that's what's so funny is like <laughs> that that their reaction to to her directly making it about their fragility is to to be the most fragile they've you know mm-hmm. that they've been in years there's yes, a conservative Veronica, group we, we did see uh Mark Lamont Hill was talking to C.J. Pearson. Yeah, I'll get that video to say. A longtime favorite of this podcast. <laughs> hi, hi, Obama. <laughs> a longtime favorite. Why, why, favorite why don't you podcast. be my dad? I actually was talking <laughs> to uh, Marshall Warfield about him because she 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 Googled up his parents. Like, you know, his parents are Democrats who I'm like, that's I don't see how that's possible. I truly don't. I just I don't I don't get it. Where does a child like that? Because this started for him. I don't know if you know anything about this boy, Veronica. He was like 14. This started with him as like childhood, like nine, 10. He was putting out. He was in middle school. He was political he was videos and stuff like that. Very, very early. It was really odd how, how advanced. To, I thought that he was like a prodigy or something. But then when you hear about him going to college, I'm like, well, you ain't that smart. You just, a, <laughs> you just. You're just an ordinary kid. Shout out, shout out to Mark Lamont Hill. He's back. Yeah. The thing about Mark, I can't, like I think I was telling you, Rod, is just I don't – he's too strident when he talks. He's too – he gets too uh, – he gets too – You saying you don't like the way he delivers the message? I think no. It's just not uh, even the message. It's the, question, it's the way he questions people. He does deliver the message good because you know what he does. He stays on target. You can't pull Lamont Hill off target. <laughs> he stays. <laughs> he locks in and stays unless, on target. Unless, unless, unless we're talking about the election, and then yeah, you can pull yeah, him off target. He's all over the place, <laughs> you know. But he stays focused. No, no, no. Let's go back to this thing. Let's go back to this. No, no, no. no. Just answer this question. You know. He, Here's by the way. I'm going to pull up C.J. Pearson's original YouTube video from six years from 2015 to see how young he was. Um, and Democrat then we'll pull parents, up the Mark, huh? Mark Lamont Hill clip. This is from 2015. Oh, he's a child. He's in like middle school. Hi, my name is CJ Pearson. And today I wanted just to applaud Mayor Rudy Giuliani for his comments about President Barack Obama. Here's the truth of the matter. I don't want to be politically correct. I don't care about being politically correct at this point. President Obama, you don't love America. 
If you really did love America, you would call ISIS what it really is. An assault on Christianity, an assault on America, and a downright hate for the American values that our country holds. A freedom of speech, freedom of religion, and every single thing that our country stands for. If you okay, stop this, Andy. I know white folks ate this up. Okay, so this is this is him. That's him as That's how he got his start. He's probably thirteen, maybe. 13, he didn't put up a ton of videos on YouTube. There's, there's like nine yeah. videos on YouTube now. He's 13, he's 13, 14 years old talking like that. It Couple didn't make a lot views. of sense to me. So my first thought was, oh, this is his parents talking. Right. That was my first thought. He's just he's just parroting back what his parents are saying. But apparently his parents are like Democrats or some shit like that or liberals. I've never even seen them. <laughs> they've never, they've never I thought come his parents out. were military. Is that They're like military? I guess. Like, where's he getting this shit? You know, wherever he's getting it, it's in him now. It's, Reddit. it's in him now. And he's a he's about at the age where I'm fast reached the point of, hey, man, fuck him. I'm fast. Well, he's in college now. I'm fast reaching that point. I'm like, you're the right age now where I can just say, hey, man, fuck you, dog. Fuck you. He's in college now. And now he's making the rounds. He, you know, he's he won a Mark Lamont Hills show talk about critical race theory mark had it for 20 minutes but it was 20 minutes of this right here shout out to giving him space um right name one there he is critical race theory article or book just one you don't have to describe it you don't have to summarize can you just name one just one isn't the 1619 project critical race theory no, it's not. No. It's absolutely not. But you so I'll give you another chance. You, you cited it as one. You no, no, cited it Hold on, pause. What I, no, what I said was, was that the <laughs> Florida legislature said, mentioned both critical race theory. Block, no, no, let me, let me, let me. No, no. When you, when you rewind this video, you'll see that that's not the case. What I actually said was that 1619 Project and critical race theory were things named by the legislature. Critical race theory is not, does not include um, the 1619 project. So let's take that off the table. I'm going to give you know, it's funny is the, the right wing is trying to make mm -hmm. 1619 projects synonymous with critical race theory. Right. Yeah. And so when he says, I heard that somewhere, it's like, yeah, you heard that from all of your media sources right. who've been telling you that that's somehow part of critical race theory, even though critical race theory not. goes back decades. Decades. I just, I just want to point out the fact that his haircut is trash and his shirt, yes. but in, Completely wrong. I don't know. Getting cut is it button wrong? Cuts. It looks button wrong. Mm -hmm. He's getting cut at cuts. Oh, yes. You know that's what you get. No, it's a three button polo shirt. He's got mm -hmm. the top button unbuttoned. Nobody. They washing his hair first before they cut it. <laughs> he should have the top two unbuttoned, in my opinion. All right. Well, that's it for me. Thank you, Karen. Um, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Give you another pass, but then you can you but then, name but none, one. No, no, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, 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 This is a simple question. If you don't want to answer it, it's fine. I'm being fair. Can you name? You, you, said you've taken. You said you've said. Okay, let me let me restate. See, I'm not going to talk to this child like this. You've taken it since you feel like you have enough understanding of it to say you don't want it in schools. Let's take the 1619 project off the table since you and I don't seem to agree. Although it's clearly not critical race theory, right? Can you name one critical race theory article, text, or author? Can you just name one that exists? I'm not asking you to describe it. I'm not asking you to define it. I'm not asking you to analyze it. Can you just name one that exists? Okay, well, you described the author of the 1619 Project as a critical race He's theory. Flailing. So again, I, my answer is that I did not. I did, I, I, I did not. Okay. You asked I, me it if is I not. can name a critical okay, race it, theorist. I can you name one? A particular scholar. 
I'm answering your question. You said it wasn't Can a you name one? scholar. You, I, you said it wasn't. I, <laughs> you don't know. You asked. You can't me. name one. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's easy. Critical race. There's three main scholars who started critical race theory in Har at Harvard in the 70s. And he can't. I'm telling you, you can just go look it up on he Wikipedia. Even it's name like, Nicole Hannah Jones, which is the name he was searching for. Yeah. Uh, which isn't. It's not like the 1619 Project is the work of just her. She right. just. She she's like the one person curated it, and it's in the New York mm -hmm. Times. But like a lot of people worked on the 1619 Project. He's just. He's just. He's just taking Republican talking points, right. and, and right. once again, I, I'm kind of stuff like this is interesting because he's going to take this and go back to his people oh, and be like, I went on there and told them to their face. Right. And yeah. they won't care that he looks stupid. Right. That's yeah. why you don't give them a platform. In I the just first feel, place. I feel like a guy like this is look stupid enough. There's, there's a time and place for this. Like when, like when, uh, ice cube got dismantled by Roland Martin, that was, that was a good time and in place of this. It was CJ Pearson being on the last, like two or three black shows I've watched. It, that's not good. I, I think there's no reason for him to there's no reason for him to be there. Right. He doesn't really, no he doesn't really have a high profile anyway. Right. I mean, right. He, you look at his YouTube videos five years ago, he's getting two million hits. Now he's getting like a couple thousand. Right. So he's, he's I mean, maybe he's past YouTube at this point, but it's not like he's a name that you even really think of mm -hmm. for conservatives. It's doing more for him than them. Yeah, the more right. he keeps showing up on these shows, the more his profile rises. It doesn't matter mm -hmm. how he looks. That's why you got to keep people like this. On. He tries. He tries the tricks, you know, like I'm going to make Mark look like he's the intolerant one. Mm -hmm. <laughs> come, come, come on. I, I see what you're doing. Like, I'm asking, you to answer, and, I'm asking you to answer a question. And what's funny about him, you can still tell that he's young and he hasn't been kind of fine tuned his craft in the white supremacy. Like mm -hmm. you can tell that he ain't got it to the point that he can deflect and go in other directions and still sound intelligent and like he's making a point mm -hmm. and so my thing is he's the new model because one thing about republicans they always in and out their negroes you get over there you so long you know everybody call you coon they turn on you they put you out now we got to get a new model and get them up there and put them before the negroes and say see negroes we got a negro and then we go boo and then they get a new model so they're grooming him to be the mm -hmm. new model of whatever they're getting ready to put in front of america where did this come from I don't. Is he grifting? I don't think he's grifting. He's not really grifting it's, at this point. The grift will come, but I don't yes. think it's, I don't think it's come yet. And he's not. He's got maybe a four or five year window. I would think at his age, mm -hmm. before it before it gets. But he's being groomed to that point, and and eventually that's going to be the goal. Yeah, I really would like to talk to his parents and be like, "What the fuck? What happened? <laughs> what happened? If How did you allow this neglect?" Maybe. Got maybe dead ass. Maybe. The internet. Maybe his parents call him a coon, and that's the tragic backstory to how he became <laughs> <this up. laughs> That's a superhero it origin. Feel, it yeah. does feel like some type of rebellion against his parents or something. Yeah, if, I can see that. If his parents ain't on this same bullshit, then clearly they claim they claim not to be. Yeah, it happens. That girl that's all I can say. That girl who went on uh what fucking show is that? Dr. Phil. She's like, I'm not like any of those yeah. Negroes. That her parents weren't coons either. Like yeah. she just decided that's what the fuck she wanted to be. Yeah, yeah. Contra I mean, there's there's money in being a contrary black person too. Yeah, you know, and attention. Yeah, yeah. ask Marcellus Wiley. Yeah. There's there's money to be made in that. If you're and willing, the bar to is lower. You ain't got to be smart. 
Oh, no. This guy's not smart. That's why when he first came out, I thought, oh, he's a prodigy of some sort. Mm-hmm. But then as you listen to him talking, like, no, he's not. <laughs> no, hey, Obama, no, it's me not. again. <laughs> no. Are you listening? Please. No, watch. he's not a prodigy. I cl- and no, Obama ain't listening. I thought he was a prodigy. Nope. Or is adding Obama in his videos. No, nope. I tag and, you. And then two years later, the video is like, here's why I'm supporting Donald Trump. Of yeah. course. <laughs> Donald Trump, are you listening? Is Trump's he like, yeah, old enough to vote? He still look like he's 12. Yeah, Ryan. He talked that shit like he was going to go to Howard. <laughs> That's, yeah. That, Oh he no! Wasn't, he wasn't he survive you straight. They would have clowned you off the <laughs> campus. He wasn't. He wasn't gonna do that. He, he wasn't survive. All them smarty art niggas up there. No. Yeah, he wasn't gonna do that. It's a. Oh. It's a different. It's a different world over Bunch there. Of he, afros he, and power fist and people, the freedom fighters. Oh no! They've been all up there. in your ass. Like See the fuck you doing up, up in here? Doctor Greg Carr's there and waiting, waiting on you in the in the in the lunchroom every day. He ain't, he ain't doing that. Hi, Mike B. I'm a new comedian. I just moved to DC and I don't have any friends. <laughs> I heard you run an open mic night. Can I have a spot, Mike B? <laughs> and Mike B turns him down. He makes a video about no. him. Here's why I support <laughs> other rooms. <laughs> right. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what to. I don't know what to do with people like that anymore. Other than just ignore them. That's what you got. You have. But even to a child, even a child like that, and he's still he's still a child. Mm-hmm. But like I said, he's he's reached the man. Fuck you, age. He's I, he's reached that. He's an adult. Yeah, he's reached that stage, man. Fuck you. Fuck so, you, you dumb dumb. So here's my <laughs> here's my question. So how long before he's on um Kwame Brown's podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, when Kwame finds out about him, because Kwame's on some yeah. other shit, when he finds out about him, when he's looking for new material, he'll cross his path. He he has to cross his path. Um, oh. Terrence, well, I, 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 Terrence don't K. Think he's 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 Terrence Williams. You see, I, I, I don't think he's Terrence Williams, so-called Terrence Williams. Yeah, who you is see. a comedian, by the way? I, got, I mean, I don't know if he still does stand up, but that's where he came up. Well, he was, he was on a he was on a he was on a tour. He was the lone black guy on the um on the deplorables of comedy tour. Yeah. yeah. Now, yeah. but he ain't. Been, I don't know if he's now. I don't know if he's still getting work since Trump left office. But um, he's been. I don't know if he's. Well, I wouldn't say he's south. Well, but um, let's go to the deplorables of comedy website, shall we? I'm here for that. Uh, are you? Well, let's Andy see what happens. <laughs> hey, look, it's it's him with white women. Sorry, of course, <laughs> with three women with Keep America Great hats on. Now look, this look door. at the picture over that girl's shoulder. Look at that. Does he sell that picture? Look at that fucking face in that picture. <laughs> yep, that's his that's his go-to. Oh my God. This is the tour. I don't know why Tommy Laren's on the poster. She's not a stand-up. Ooh, his bob need to be fired. Look at the shape <laughs> of that line. I am Beijing. Steve McGrew is a veteran comic who's conservative. He's one of the comics on this tour. Um, yeah, there they are. They got theaters sold out with red hats all in the crowd and shit. This all looks old. There he is at the White House. <laughs> Terrence K. Williams. I remember that dude. Terrible. Stay deplorable, everybody. So much deplorable white pussy coming at him. Just how how many cuckolding videos is that man in? <laughs> you know he be on that blacked.com. Hit, hit that comedy tour. See what that schedule hitting on. That's why I just clicked on this. It's blank. Oh, I mean, they're 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 currently, I guess, uh, you know, lining up some tour dates coming up. 
Call them merch. Austin, Texas. All in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> they just want to have a conversation, man. Yeah, they got all these Trump shirts on their website. Deplor adorable deplorables. Yeah, there you go. Benny Johnson, Tommy Laren, Terrence Williams, Steve McGrew, and Brandon Tatum. Hmm. I don't know why Tommy Laren is on a comedy tour, but you know, they're all grifting. Of course. They all broke. Maybe she does. Maybe she opens it up. Maybe she does, she does it like, who wants a hat? Who wants That's a deplorable hat? hat? <laughs> she might do that thing like um, she, I know uh, she's broke. Don Jr.'s girl ah. when she comes out and dances on stage. That, I could see Tommy Lauren <laughs> doing some shit like that. She, she has a t-shirt gun. She just shoots the little, uh, deplorable shirts. Who like they do it the basketball games. Despicable human beings, man. Just despicable human beings. Uh, do you guys want to see the video of the woman who has who tries to magnetize herself? <laughs> what? Why, yes. There's two videos, actually. One of them's a doctor. One of them's a nurse. I mean, that's what they claim. What? So you can stick the shit? Right, she's okay, trying okay. to She's trying to say that vaccines... I think he is. Let's say I'll go check them in a second. <laughs> vaccines will make you uh, magnetized. Here she is. She's a nurse in Ohio. They had like a like one of those... I mean, she she's had medical training, right? Yeah, took her uh, nurse's license already. Yes, vaccines do harm people. By the way, so I just found out something when I was on lunch, and I wanted to show it to you. We were talking about Dr. Tenpenny's testimony about magnetic vaccine crystals. We'll, we'll watch Dr. Tenpenny in a second. Crystals. So this is what I found out. So I have a key and a bobby pin here. Explain to me why the key sticks to me. It's not, it's not sticking my neck too. It's not sticking. It's because your skin is fucking nasty. That's why it's sticking to you. Take a bath. Hold on. Wait, 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 wait. So she had it on her chest at first, right? Yeah. But it's her, if her chest is wet, like keys are made of brass. They don't have, (laughs) they're not magnetic. What I see in this clip is if she just would have left it on her chest, people would have believed her, but then she was like, I'm going to move it to the neck. This woman is the real MVP here. You got to watch her reaction. I just f- found out something when I was on lunch, and I wanted to show it to you. We were talking about Dr. Tenpenny's testimony about magnetic vaccine crystals. So this what? is what I found out. So I have a key and a bobby pin here. Explain to me why the key sticks to me. Because <laughs> your skin is nasty. That's that's why. What's going on with, her, with that bitch's face? It's, it's Jesus fucking Christ. These people. Somebody can explain that. But she's... You can, if your skin is a little bit wet, something will stick to it. That's not a big deal. But now she's trying to get it to work on her neck and it doesn't actually work. This was her big moment. <laughs> it's like Yuri Geller trying to bend the spoon, you know, on the Tonight Show and he can't do it because I guess she couldn't saw the woman in half. Yep. Look, it's sticking to my look. See, look. Yeah. So if somebody can ex- look, let me just dip it in this rubber cement. You'll see. Hold on. If you add <laughs> rubber cement to metal, It'll stick to you, no, and that I'll, means you are magnetized. Why would you want it to stick to you? <laughs> what does that even mean that you're magnetic now? Okay. Never mind. It sticks to my neck, too. No, it doesn't. It the, no, it doesn't. Hold on. Just hold on. <laughs> Just hold on. <laughs> it stick. I mean, hold, hold, she goes, hold, if you guys could explain this, that'd be great. It is not this dumb bitch off here. Do we have another one? <laughs> testimony? Well, hold on. She is a nurse, okay? She referenced Dr. Nurse. Tenpenny. Right, right. 
Dr. Tenpenny is a doctor. All right. So this is all the same meeting. So Dr. Tenpenny had come out earlier and said this at, at her, her chance to speak. And to see the sa- same woman is sitting there. <laughs> it's the same meeting. And some of the information that I think had been discussed on your podcast related to EMF frequencies, that was a thought. And, and it was you, because now, cut, Tanya, right now no. we're all kind of um, hypothesizing. I mean, what is it that's actually being transmitted that's causing all of these things? Is it a combination of the protein, which now we're finding has a metal attached to it? I'm sure you've seen the pictures all over the Internet of people who've had these shots, and now they're magnetized. They can put a key on their forehead. It sticks. They can put spoons and forks all over them, and they can stick. Because now we think that there's <laughs> a metal piece to that. What? This woman is, is so befuddled. She can't believe what she's hearing. Key on their forehead, it sticks. They can put spoons and forks all over them and they can stick because now we think that there's a metal piece to that. There's been people who've long suspected that there was some sort of an interface, yet to be defined, an interface between what's being injected in these shots and all of the 5G towers. Not proven yet, but we're trying to oh. figure out what is it that's being transmitted to these unvaccinated people. She's interfacing with 5G towers. Remember a year ago, COVID was caused by, caused 5G. by 5G towers. Um, so now, now they're saying that the facts. Mark, what are you doing? Mark is putting, see, see, magnetized. Yeah, Mark is has, sticking. It's stuck for, it's stuck see, for a some, second. Some folks are sticking. Nothing sticking. Like see, pick up something metal. Got that, got that cheap shit, man. Yeah, you got, what'd you get, Johnson & Johnson? You got, John, you got, you got it sticking. It's sticking. <laughs> oh, there it goes. But now they're saying that the, the vaccine interacts with 5G, whereas a year ago they were saying oh, fuck the, out of here. the 5G caused COVID symptoms. So, like, no matter what, they're just mo- they're making it 5G. It doesn't really matter what the situation is. And then, so, yeah, this woman spoke first, and then, like, this woman went to lunch, and she's like, oh, my God. She came back. She's like, uh, by the way, so I just found out something when I was on lunch, and I wanted to show it to you. Oh, on you lunch. were talking about... Dr. Tenpenny's testimony about magnetic vaccine crystals. So this is what I found out. So I have a key and a bobby pin here. Oh. Explain to me why the key sticks to me. Whoa. Because your skin is nasty. That woman in the back was like, oh, my God, what is this bitch doing? (laughs) Sticks to my – see, it'll – it usually sticks. So if somebody can explain this, that would be great. This is like when someone's trying to do a magic trick and they have it perfect. They're like, hold on, wait, hold on, what was your card? <laughs> their card. No, it was see. It's not six of diamonds. <laughs> Here's a deep cut. It's your friend with the guitar who starts off on the riff and goes, wait, 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 yeah. wait, wait. <laughs> wait. Is is it me or is it more fantastical? That man in the background with the shades on, who put the Batman's half of the Batman symbol upside his haircut? <laughs> oh, is that me? It's the Wu Tang. <laughs> Tang. Wu Tang. It's because some of his hair was magnetic and it was getting pulled back to the mm-hmm. magnetic okay. area of his skull. Who's okay, this black sense. woman with them? And why is she wearing a mask? There's always one black woman. <laughs> Isn't there? Or one black man. Always. This is why I keep one. saying, man, like, this is progress. It stands to reason. One out of ten voted for Trump. There's the one. Diversity and inclusion. Okay. Well, the, the crowd isn't, isn't, the crowd is not necessarily there because they believe this woman. 
Oh, I know, but the fact that she ain't wearing a mask oh, makes okay. me feel like she on their side. Because well, even the uh, like the, the CRT things, they always try out some black person to to rail against critical race theory. Yeah, they find I think the, the last time we had the school that where they were like arguing about wearing masks, there was a black woman with them too. I think. Always one. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I want to highlight that it's black women because sometimes people like to get mad on Twitter and say black men ain't shit and that's the reason Trump. And I want to be like, uh, 10% of black women. Damn. Yeah, Y'all come on, get some too. Welcome <laughs> to the club, buddy. Actually, yeah. It sucks over here. Robbie snitching. He be like, come on, ladies. Come on. <laughs> come on, ladies. Yeah. Come on, hey, let's all line up for the picture. <laughs> I don't claim them either. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. I don't appreciate. I don't appreciate how it's, sorry, it's just us sorry, getting all yeah. the. We shouldn't have to take all the heat if we go. <laughs> <laughs> if if hey, it is, oh, if Toyo, our cousin refuses to take the shot. She yeah. fifty year old woman. I got I got I got a Republican aunt. Like, come on now. Talking about she talking about she's scared. She lives in New York City in the epicenter, but. She, you know, she's going out to eat for her birthday like, like, like it don't exist no more. Like it's just, Come hey, on, it's just get in this shame closet with us. Okay, mm-hmm. feel it. You can have like, it. This is what right. equality feels like. So mm-hmm. I, I took the vaccine and now I'm Magneto, <laughs> and I don't want that kind of responsibility. Actually, <laughs> so can someone explain this? Yeah, see, Jane got a cousin who's a nurse not taking it. See. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, Jackie was in the just right on the chat uh, with the spoon. They had the spoon on the nose, mm-hmm. you know. So other people were having things stick to them too. So when I when I'm playing uh, when I'm playing spades and I slapped that tonk to the that 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 queen the <laughs> spades to the top your of my paper, forehead, you're paperized, and I'll be like, y'all got this a bad bitch here. Wait till y'all see what I got here. When y'all when y'all see me do that, does that mean that I I've taken the vaccine? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> You're magnetized. I got the 5G in me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So well, if shit stick to me and I don't get COVID, I well, I'm just gonna be touching shit. I went out for a walk me. and a cicada landed on me. Are they magnetic? <laughs> <laughs> because I got the vaccine and now cicadas are landing on me all over the place and I'm magnetic. So are they magnetic? Also, I just want to forever point out the irony that the doctors they tried out. They use their credentials of being a doctor mm-hmm. as va- validation, right? While ignoring that they are the point oh 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 one percent of doctors whose opinions they trust. <laughs> like, like <laughs> they're always like, "She's a doctor." It's like, yeah, but you don't trust any other you don't doctors. Medicine. <laughs> well, you can't have irony without iron, and iron <laughs> is magnetic. <laughs> So now that I'm a superhero, my name will be Irony. It's <laughs> happening. Yeah, they don't trust medical professionals. They don't trust educators unless it's that random that 0.4% right, right. who uh, deny climate change. They'll, they'll, they don't like, like people. He's they a don't scientist. Like black people unless that's black person who's like, no, 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 racism is, is not <laughs> exactly. Crazy. Black people are lying. There's not. We need to get rid of critical race theory. Except, right. oh, CJ Pearson. Except CJ. <laughs> and now you should trust him. He's a black person. Right. So if you don't trust him, you're a racist. There was a there was a video going around of some brother on the internet with his daughter railing against. He had his little girl speaking against critical race. I couldn't watch it. I'm like, I don't, I'm not going to watch this man corrupt his, corrupt his child. Right. But a, lot, yeah. a lot of people were talking about it and they were like, and, and he's what he's putting in her head. I'm like, you mother, you motherfucker. Again, 
And even that, like it's it's white feelings. It's black feelings too. It's the same mm-hmm. thing. I remember when uh, Tanahasi was talking about reparations, and they had that one brother on there, some Republican brother to to counter Tanahasi, really. Right. And all he was talking about was, you know, my father taught me that that I could be equal to them. Like it's just your feelings, then. Right. Fuck all these facts and all this all this facts and shit that Tanahasi is coming with. Just how you feel. Well, yeah. well you, know, you know, guys, you know, um, even during the slavery days, there was always, um, you know, Harriet Tubman rescued all the slaves. Some of the slaves are like, I'm good. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. what some of these, these black people are, the 10%. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, let's go, let's, let's go to freedom. And they're like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm all right. I got, yeah. my, I got me it's harmonic. It's fear, man. It's not everybody could. There's a, I don't, you know, I it's, don't know. Uh, it sounds fucked up to say there's a fear of, of leaving everything that you've been bought, you've been brought up into the whole society, you've been brought up into is fucked up as it is, but that's all you know. There's that yeah. fear versus um, just fucking conspiracy theory. <laughs> that's what. <laughs> well, some people's, I think some people's cachet is that they are the person who is uh, opposite of their group. And that's another thing. If they, that's, that's if that they let that go, then they don't have any value. I detest contrarian black people. That's Godfrey. Godfrey's mm. on that Hotepi contrarian shit. Didn't know that Godfrey's way. on it. Um, John Sally's on it a little bit. Dang. John Sally, really? Yeah, yeah. We he's a big. He's a big Doctor CB guy. No. Oh, Doctor CB. Okay, yeah. yeah. But does yeah. John Sally have a killer Steve Harvey impression? <laughs> Uh, no, I don't think so. So that's why he hadn't <laughs> caught on. Okay. Yeah. Okay. He's on that shit. Well, John Sally, uh, here's a video of him on Vlad TV, of course. It says oh, Dr. Sabi cursed me out and hung up on me. Wait, what? So maybe he's not a Sabi guy. <laughs> oh, no, he is. <laughs> he is. That's why he's calling Dr. Sabi. At least he was. You know, he's, whenever, it's, whenever you hear motherfuckers talking about mucus, they're Dr. Sabi people. Mm. <laughs> Well, you know the mucus. Got to get mucus out of your system. It's it's, it's the what? mucus. You got that, a cold? I don't get it. It's the mucus that <laughs> is bringing you bringing your people down. It's John Sal explained that after taking talking about the wonders of a colonic, he also spoke about how giving positive reviews of colonics got him cursed out by Doctor Sabi. Oh, I'm okay. not going to watch that whole video. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to watch any. That was enough. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll take your word. Yeah, that pretty much was a synopsis. I see on the detox kind of shit. Is that what it is? John Sally. John Sally tried comedy for a while. Yeah. He hosted a show for a minute, too. Yeah. He had a show on BET. He never developed any good impressions like Godfrey, but he was a stand up for a while. He was on the, um, then he helped produce the show with um, um, the dude that died, Raquel. Raquel Butler. He he died in a car crash, but it was the All Stars Comedy Jam, had Cedric. Tommy Davidson, Kevin Hart. It was like one other person. But it was like the best one. Uh, I thought he helped produce that. John Sally. He might have. Yeah. He was in the he was in he was plugged into the comedy world for a while. Definitely. Never mind. That was Shaq. Never mind. Yeah, that was Shaq. <laughs> Same big guy. Uh, a conservative group wants people, wants teachers wearing body cameras. For what? So that they can watch what the teachers say in classes in case they say anything about critical race theory. So they body can turn cameras. them off like the police do? I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what happened. My camera just shut off. Malfunctions. 
Well, that's, we don't want our children learning anything that we don't want them to learn. Here's a teacher planting ideas in our somebody children's just heads. Now, somebody just now released a book this last week about how the uh, the story told about the Alamo is not the truth. <laughs> it's just it's not the truth. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to uh, exterminate all the brutes. The Alamo was fought over slavery. That's yep. what the Alamo was fought over. Everything and is fought Americans, over slavery. Americans, again, were on the wrong side of that. I learned that from uh, Raoul Peck. Yeah, donate the brutes. Check it out if y'all get a chance. Yeah, Americans again. I know it's a tough side. watch, but this is because Mexico didn't believe in slavery, and they were like, "You can't have it if you're gonna have slaves there." Like, yep. yes, we can. We we keep slaves, and they were like, "Nope," and they went to war mm-hmm. because there was a. Uh, we often talk about how the Underground Railroad went north in Texas; they went south. Get across mm-hmm. that Rio Grande <laughs> into into Mexico. I Guess don't remember. What? When I was a kid, I don't even remember what the reason was they told us about the Alamo. It was just remember it. And I was like, well, okay, what? why were they there? But if you really think about what are you remembering? A yeah. battle to keep slavery in Texas? That's what you're remembering. No, you're, I, you're no, but that's not what they're teaching. That's not what yeah. they're teaching us to remember. Oh, I believe remember. me, I know that. <laughs> I, I remember David Robinson and um, Shot Elliott hitting that banging three before the buzzer. On, there you go. <laughs> that's Texas, you Dome. take in seventh grade, you take Texas history. That's, that's the Alamo much Dome. All like, you talk a, about oh. is the fucking Alamo. I, I just remember the 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 hook of the story was there's only like nine guys, and they kept a whole army at bay for like more longer than they should have. Right, and then they died. And that's it. I don't really remember much more about that. It was really a, a yeah. that's enough. I don't even remember um um my school even teaching the Alamo story. I don't remember even learning mm-hmm. about that. Mm-hmm. Same. I remember uh, uh Davy Crockett and yeah, yeah, he died there. Mm-hmm. And his coon is his coon hat. I remember, <laughs> yes. I remember him talking about his that coon skin. Well, then that's when hat. they told you about the Alamo. Oh, I remember. I, I wasn't paying attention. So Davy oh. Crockett had that hat, and he was like, "Man, I got merch now. Like people are gonna love this shit." Yeah, and no one else bought one. Look at the coons. Had boxes of that shit in his house, like in his man cave. He just had boxes of I, coon I re- skin hats. I, re- I remember when we, when I finally re- when, when I learned what Harbor Fest because every year there's a, um, a fest in Norfolk called Harbor Fest. And I was like a bunch of old time in boats and stuff like that. They serve crabs. They have concerts. Like I saw Kenny G and Boney James, whatever, um, as a kid. Anyway, uh, when I finally learned what Harbor Fest really was or is, because they still do it, uh, I, st- I stopped going. And uh, really, Harbor Fest is just a celebration of them bringing the slaves to Virginia. Yeah. Oh. oh. Yeah. <laughs> we made a party around it, though. And now yeah. Kenny G. Yeah, <laughs> Boney James. Give it up for Ellie Kemper, everybody. And that's what yeah, I, yeah, that's, that's, what I, that's what I was saying when that Ellie Kemper shit came up. I was like, now what is what's what's more likely in America? She went to something, became the princess of the KKK, knew it the whole time, went on to become a star, and nobody figured it out until 2021, or is part of a racist institution she didn't know about participated in and then now it's coming to light because that feels like all of America all the time. It's just right. turning around and being like, wait, Harbor Fest was what now? It's like, yeah, yeah. Like, I've been going to that for years. That's been my jam. Them crabs be hitting. And that's what I'm saying. <laughs> right? <laughs> that's not what you're supposed to know. You that's like, how they get you. No one's eating delicious crab and questioning if it's a racist that made it. No one's yeah. thinking right. of that. 
is right off the harbor. And, you, you know, it's just a regular thing. I mean, and it'd be a lot of black folks out there, too, chilling. This they is, don't know. It's a three day. It's a three day event. And then we found then out what it was. Black people right now working at plantations, mm. plantations that are doing fucked up anti-black shit. And they still ain't getting a check, dog. You, know. you don't know. You don't know. That's just like when we was forced to, um, well, it wasn't forced. It was a field trip. Um, you fill out a field trip form and you had to go to Thomas Jefferson's house with everyone's close to um, Clona Williamsburg. Mm-hmm. Yeah, take that Jay, field trip. James can't poke down here. Good, uh, good joke there, Chad. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, you didn't, they were like, and this is where the slaves are. And it's like a really quick walk. It's like, and this is where he used to keep the slaves. Anyway, and now to the mm-hmm. souvenir shop. Like, wait a minute, so hold on. who's Stop. hungry? <laughs> Let's buy for some apples. That's they right. have with us. Let's right. make some last soap. We go to JSK Polk, and that's a day they show us how to make griddle mm-hmm. cakes. And yes, that's apple right, fritters right, right over there by the slave quarters, right in the slave yeah. quarters. Now, 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 turn around, kids. I'm like, why they make griddle cakes way out here when the house is way over there? Don't worry about that. Don't worry about that fourth grade. Asking so many goddamn questions. Right. Don't worry about that fourth grade. Roger was a rebel. Yeah. <laughs> let's just go ahead and get back to let's get back over there to the to the other part of that plant. It's on your report card. Like too mouthy. Asks too many questions. Too many right. questions. Disruptive. <laughs> Andy, how long we've been going? Oh, hour and a half. More than that, actually. All right. Let's bring this one home. Thank you all, guys, for everybody. Thank you, everybody, for coming in with us today. We appreciate all of you. Thank you, Karen. Oh, we didn't, we didn't get to cr- Kid Rock's uh, slur, but I don't uh, even want to talk about. We, that. We I, I, I met Kid Rock in person. Just, it's just he down. What? Just, at this point, it's just until he it's met Mike. Just <laughs> fucking stupid. What? You <laughs> met him, Mike B? Yeah, I met him um, when I was in Iraq. I met a lot of people when I was in Iraq. Oh, um, he came to perform. He came to perform, but then he came to our barracks and to our to our location. I met him. He has little security guards. He's dragged. Talk to you. Talk to you about dirt mob. Nah, we try to get signed. We try to give him our, you know, a little demo, but he won't fuck with us. You pass your little, you pass a little dirt mob demo to him. Um, you tried to. He won't try to, won't try to fuck with us. <laughs> well, thank Rod off. for sitting in with us as always. Oh, thanks, man. Thanks for having me. Thank uh, former dirt mob member Mike B. No dirt mob for life, and get you a raw dog T-shirt, um, and tank top. Raw dog the air is currently uh... in there. You go. Giving, giving, uh, giving us them thought shots. I see. Yeah, yeah. She's got his shoulders out. Come on, out here, raw dog in this air. Thank you, Mark Todd, for jumping in with us earlier on the, uh, the other podcast. We appreciate you as always. It's hard to raw Thank dog the air you. because when I see Mike's arms, I lose my breath. You do. <laughs> all right, guys, that's been my time. It's hard to raw. <laughs> and thank the rest of you for coming in. Uh, remember, we'll be. Did you at, thank Karen? Uh, I did yeah. think Karen first. Okay. His first one, I think. I was I was looking at the Kid Rock. Thank story. you, Andy Klein, for doing this, uh, for putting it all together for yeah. us. Yeah, this has been fun. <laughs> and I want to thank myself. Remember how 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 does Snoop do that? I want to thank myself for, and then he runs through that long list of bullshit. <laughs> Give it up for the ladies out here tonight. Y'all look mighty <laughs> Give it up for the ladies. Give it up for the ladies chilling oh. in chilling in beds under covers listening to us. Give it up. I'm saying the comedy's bad. <laughs> <laughs> Give it up for the ladies. You everybody looks so good out there tonight. Give it up for yourselves. Give it up everybody. For yourselves. Clap for yourselves. Well, y'all got low self-esteem. Y'all not gonna clap. All right. Linus <laughs> <laughs> got, okay. got Linus on camera. Give it up for Linus on camera. Give it up for. Linus looking in the camera. You know what's messing me up? Um, Vero's picture is a picture of a TV. It's been screwing me up the whole entire time. <laughs> yes, because I see the reflection. <laughs> it's, it's confusing me. What is happening? 
Oh, there, there it is. He's <laughs> <laughs> hilarious. Hilarious. Thanks, guys. As always, we will be at Mike's spot at Wonderland July what? 23rd. July 23rd. We will be there. Uh, uh, yeah. Oh, it's an installation of Joshua Tree. Okay, there we go. So listen, y'all come on back on Monday. We'll be here for y'all. Hope you enjoy today's podcast. As always, we enjoy bringing it to you. Uh, do you remember the order from last time? I went we back. didn't. Did we do an intro this time? No, we no, didn't because we you just named everybody. I did do an intro. Yeah, so that, yeah. that counts. That counts. <laughs> so yeah, did we do an out, intro? Let's do the outro the same way we did. I know Mike went last. Okay. All right, here we go. So I'm Randolph Terrence. I'm Andy Klein. I'm Karen Morrow. I'm Rod Morrow. Now Mike B. See, we got it. We got it. Three guys on. We're pros at this now. We are out. <laughs> <laughs>